Okay, hey everybody, we've got uh, Guillaume St. Cyr on the phone here. He just did something pretty interesting by uh, moving up to the 450 class on his 250 in Detroit. Uh, Guillaume, hey man, thanks again for talking with us. Uh, where are you right now? Hey, Billy, how are you doing? Um, okay, I'm in Michigan right now. Michigan? What are you doing in Michigan still? Uh, one of my friends lives down here. He's called Denver Rigsby, and uh, he had a track. He told me I could come and stay by his house this week, so I save on uh, gas money instead of going back all the way to south of the border and then coming back for uh, Indianapolis. Wow, okay, that's awesome, although the weather hasn't been great. It's a bit warmer today, I guess. Yeah, it's been pretty good here. It's been pretty warm. Oh, okay. So you've been able to get out riding? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, was there much bike work to do, or were you, or were you ready to get at it again? No, we'll be ready to get at it. My mechanic is taking care of it. <laughs> Chris De Silva, let's give him a plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. You didn't have to drive all the way. Man, with gas being, uh, yeah, my these trips going down south, it cost me like twice as much as they should be. It's craziness. Yeah, it's been crazy, too, for me this year. Uh, on the gas, everything is, like you said, twice as much. And I've been spending thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars on gas, so, yeah. Well, let's talk about this. I mean, you had uh, your plan worked this past weekend, so let's um, let's back it up. When did you decide to uh, go to the 450 class? Uh, how did you make this decision? Um, yeah, I decided Thursday morning uh, while we were on our way you to uh, <laughs> Detroit. Uh, I was with uh, one of my friends, Brad, who takes videos and uh, with Chris, and we were talking about it. And uh, I didn't know if I could switch, so I sent an email, and then they told me, yeah, because last year I made the nitros. They told me I could raise the 450 class. So, uh, yeah, I decided to switch and try, try it out. Okay, well, I know there were like, uh, you know, 62 riders in the 250 and only 42 in the other one. So, I mean, obviously that was a huge, a huge reason, right? Easier, obviously, you didn't want to get beat by two guys. Yeah, that, that was one of the reasons, too. So I felt like I had more chance to make it there, and uh, I needed to make some money, like I said earlier. So, um, yeah, I tried it, and it worked. So that was good for me. Were you stressed? I mean, uh, the fact that there were only 42 people, did you feel some pressure? Like, oh, my God, I can't, I have to make it. Um, yeah, a little bit, but <laughs> I knew I was going to make it. Uh, I knew I was fast enough to be in the top 40 this weekend, so... I was not too stressed about it. That's good. Okay, now what's, um, just to make the night show, tell people, like, what do you make? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a, a big difference. I mean, you make the main event, you make a bunch more money, but uh, how much were you able to pocket for actually just making it into the night show? Um, I didn't uh, receive it yet in my account, but I right. think it's something around 1100 US, so. Right, so it makes that, it, definitely makes yeah, it more. good. Cool, man. Well, that's good. Um, all right. Well, what um, what did you get up to? I mean, let's talk about back it up a little bit here before we talk about Detroit. Um, after Daytona, how did your week look building up to uh, Detroit? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. We went back to uh, SOB. We were there for the week, and then I rode two days. And, uh, yeah, we drove back to Detroit on Thursday. So oh, okay. it was a pretty quick trip. For sure, for sure. Hey, now, just a quick question, too. Out there in the 450 class on the 250, do you think 
having a 450 would have been an advantage for you or no? No, not for me because I've never really been practicing on 450s. Right. And uh, the bike is way heavier and stuff, and the track is so gnarly in the 450 races that I was happy I had my 250. I was able to uh, go, go straight in the track and not crash all the time. Right, so even the benefit of being able to turn a corner, grab some throttle and make yeah. a triple, it doesn't just the it just does the benefits doesn't it's not enough for uh, for you, huh? No, no. No, it was better for me to stay on the 250 for sure. Okay, cool. Now, now do you and uh Chris De Silva there, we'll throw his name out there again. <laughs> do you guys split the driving? Yeah. Do you guys split the driving? No, what did you say? I didn't hear you. Yeah, sorry. Do you guys split the driving duties? Uh, when it's not a too long of a drive, he's driving the whole way, but when we go pretty far, sometimes I'll drive a little bit, but he's driving the most part. All right, earning his money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, uh, so we get to Detroit, and I think you watched, you were watching Press Day, right? So you saw the track. What did you think yeah. of the track? Yeah, I thought the track was pretty fun this weekend. Uh, it was different. I would say because all the other weekends, the rhythm sections would have uh, triple ends. And then this weekend, nobody ever hit it. It was always double, triple, triple and stuff like that. So it made it like kind of easier, but harder because everybody were going faster because everybody were doing the same rhythm sections pretty much. Right, right. Now, maybe, um, I mean, I was there obviously standing trackside and I, and, and I watched it again on TV when I got home and everything and it's funny because you watch it on TV, it didn't look, you know, look like a normal track, but there were some, the transitions were tricky. What made it so tricky that night about the, uh, that track? Uh, yeah, this weekend I felt like, uh, the rhythm sections, the bumps were more far apart and, uh, the dirt was kind of sticky. So every time you made a mistake, it was worse because your bike would stay there and you would go over the bars or something like that. And, uh, it was pretty rutted too. Uh, I've seen on on TV like how the track looked, and it didn't look the same when you were out there. No, I, but, yeah, yeah, amazing. Definitely, definitely gnarly track. Yeah, now the only only section that people were doing differently, pretty much, I thought, was after the finish line. That long straightaway, guys were tripling over top of the dragon's back and then tripling into the corner. Yeah. Were you able to do that at all, or were you hitting this dragon's back? No, I didn't hit it. I was hitting the dragon's back and doubling out. Uh, I think I, sh I could have done it, but it was kind of risky a little bit, so I didn't really try it. Yeah, there there was only like a couple inches clearing that top uh, dragon's back bump. Yeah, for sure. And on press day, one of my friend Hunter Shells crashed pretty hard on this rhythm, so right. I was kind of nervous a little bit to hit it, so I just decided to just hit the dragon's back and double out. Right, right. Okay, now were you, um, I mean, obviously the big thing everybody says, you've done this a whole bunch, you know, you've done this a bunch now, but uh, are you able to learn the rhythms quickly now? And are you uh, like comfortable that way? Like in free practice, you get everything dialed pretty quick? Uh, yeah, actually it was the first weekend of all the year that uh, I've been hitting, I hit all the rhythm sections in the first free practice and the track was way more beat down than when I was riding in the 250. So I don't know how it makes sense, but uh, yeah, I hit everything first practice and I was feeling pretty good on the track all day. Even if it was rutted and gnarly, I felt like I was going smooth and it was pretty fun. 
Nice, nice. So, uh, because everybody knows both you and your mechanic, Chris De Silva, who's injured with a knee right now, so and he's uh, having fun helping you out there and stuff. What kind of what kind of stuff? I mean, I took a couple photos of him on the pit boards and stuff like that. But what kind of uh, as a racer himself, is he giving you a little more detailed stuff, or what do you ask for on the pit board? What kind of stuff do you get from him? Yeah, um, in the qualifiers, uh, I ask him to say like where I am overall in the qualifying because you got to be in the top 40. So I always ask him to tell me where I am and uh, to tell me if I'm not doing a rhythm that the other guys are doing, if it's faster okay. or stuff like that, that he sees I'm not doing. I, I tell him to tell me and usually does a good job at it. All right. Okay. Now, so, so you qualified 38th, so you cut it kind of close, but there were a bunch of guys there right there really close in times, of course, yeah. as, as there always are. But, uh, Heading into the night show, did you feel like you'd already accomplished your goal, or was it uh, now okay? You know, you weren't happy there. It's like, no, now I want to try to make a main. Like, but uh, how? What was your mindset there? Well, uh, my mindset was my goal was just to make the night show, and then once I did that, I just wanted to end as good as I could in each race and see what happens after. Okay, so heat one. I mean, obviously qualifying pretty close to the you know near the 40th kind of thing you don't get a great gate pick so you were way out there on the outside on a 250 in the 450 class take us through the heat yeah. one i mean you ended up 14th in it but how did the race go yeah um <clears throat> i was always on the outside and i came out pretty good at the gate but i got squeezed in the first turn and then for the two first rhythm sections i thought my whole shot device was stuck because <laughs> it was my bike was kind of feeling weird but uh, I guess it wasn't stuck, so I just stopped thinking about it, and then I started doing my laps, and I caught up to the riders. I passed guys every lap pretty much all the way until the checker flag. And, uh, yeah, I felt like I was faster than a couple of those guys out there, so it felt pretty good to be going around them on the 250. Nice, nice. Now, I always notice, you know, a lot of times our Canadian guys go down, and, and with, with little experience on the Supercross tracks, it's kind of like you're just happy to make the jumps, you know what I mean, make the triple, make it. But you looked like uh, you looked like a different rider this week for sure, man. You looked a little more aggressive, I thought. Did you feel more confident or anything? Yeah, definitely. I felt more confident this weekend. And I think that because I was not the first practice out there like I usually is in the 250 class, I had the time to look at the other guys, ride the track, see how the the rhythms looks, how like the guys are getting kicked or whatever. So when I got back on the track, I knew like what to expect. Because when you're on the 250 class, you're like I was the first practice of the day, so like right. you're pretty much like the the test dummy of the day. You know, <laughs> they look at you go and then like they figure out. So you know, that was good for that. Right, did you make any uh, like bike changes throughout the day? Like now we're after the heat, now we're heading into the LCQ. Did you change anything? Yeah, after the heat, uh, because I felt like my front was pretty soft, uh, I stiffened up the forks for the LCQ and it was better. But uh, I don't know, it was working good during the day, but after they fixed the track for the night show, my the front of my bike felt softer, so... <laughs> Yeah, after the heat one, I went stiffer, and it was pretty good. So I'm going to keep it like that for this weekend. Okay, so okay, now let's talk about the LCQ. Obviously, they only take the top four. Uh, I think you're up at, like yeah. close to the top 10 on the first lap, 11th or something like that, and you ended up 15th. Take us through the LCQ. 
Yeah, I got a great start. I think I was like fourth or fifth okay. at the start. And then, yeah, next turn, get tangled up a little bit with another guy. Next turn, get taken out by another guy, <laughs> get passed on the left, get passed on the right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just I made like a couple of mistakes. Maybe I was a little bit more stressed. But uh, once I got the flow going, I was starting to pass some guys again. And I felt like I was riding good again in LCQ. So, yeah, I was pretty happy about it. All right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we put uh, put that little video of the kind of little highlight video of you up there too. So uh, I think you had a chance to see that. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you. And uh, you know what's funny is when I know in the past, like seeing myself on video, when you watch yourself on video, do you look like you're going slow? Yeah, I always think that I go slow when I look at myself, for sure. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You wonder, And you wonder why or what you can do to go faster, but it's if it were that easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah, you look at the video, the, the jumps look easy, it looks small, <laughs> you look when you go slow, like, whoop section looks easy, and then when I'm out there, I'm like, there's no way I can hit those whoops, you know, they're, <laughs> they're so rough right now, and I'm still hitting them, I'm like, damn, but yeah, it's crazy. Nice, nice. Hey, did you like that one clip where uh, Sexton and Tomac went by and then you went by in the whoops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost look as good as them, so that's pretty good for me. He looked like you were running third. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm running third, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So, um, okay, I was going to ask if you went back to south of the border, but of course you didn't. You stayed in Michigan. Um, so is your plan yeah. is your plan to race this the 450 class the rest of the season, or what are you going to do? Yeah, I think that's what I'll be doing. I signed up for Indianapolis in 450 again, okay. and uh, after we have a break, so I don't think I'll, I don't think I'm going to be going to Seattle. So no. I think the next one is uh, Atlanta. What is it? Next one? Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so you do Atlanta so, and Boston in the uh, in the 450 class. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool, man. All right, well, what's, uh, okay, so now you've been on the bike this week. I mean, you've seen what the 450 guys are like. Do you do any changes this week going into Indy, or is it uh, business as usual? What do you do? Uh, same as usual. I think that my bike is set up pretty good, so I'm just going to keep doing my laps this week. This morrow, uh, Tomorrow I'm going to do some uh, qualifier times here at the track, try to do some sprint laps and stuff for qualifiers this weekend. And, uh, yeah, try to get ready for this weekend. Do you have anybody there to ride with? Uh, yeah, I think Mason Kerr is, maybe is going to come down here. He's close from here. And uh, I think Devin Simonson might come, too. He was staying around Detroit this week. So might be two or three riders. Okay, good, good. Yeah, he, um, he was nice to Tanner when he got by him there. He kind of took the inside away from him. I don't know if you watched that video, but... Uh, Devin, he's always a fun guy to watch ride, too. Yeah, actually, uh, me and Chris were uh, watching the race. So, yeah, we saw that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, when the series goes, I mean, after Indy, the series goes west, like you said, out to Seattle. Will you be at south of the border or grinding away, or will you get home at all? Yeah, I'll get back to SOB, and then we're going to start the – usual training like i was doing before the races started uh gym and then track training with matt bisheglia so okay. it'll be good to get ready for atlanta okay excellent all right well then when um the series ends and goes to like denver and uh, seattle or sorry salt lake city to end 
will you head home and get ready for stuff in Canada? Or is that the plan? Yeah, I think that's what I'll be doing because uh, these other races are going to be pretty far for me. So I don't think it would be good a good idea money-wise to go out there. So Okay, you know Atlanta's an east-west, huh? What? Atlanta is an east-west shootout thing. Yeah, yeah, I know that too, so... Oh, I guess it doesn't we'll matter to you. You're 450. We'll see how it goes. You're 450 anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it should be good. <laughs> All right, now, I, I, I think I asked you before, but what is your summer plan for Canada? Um, I mean, I'm trying to do all indoor stuff so probably going to raise the Quebec Arena Cross Championship okay. and uh, the Triple Crown Supercross uh, Championship but I think it's uh, at the end of the summer so we'll have a break before that and yeah just ride and work for my dad and just do a couple little races around where I can make some money and get back ready to come back here in the USA next winter Okay. Hey, tell what what is it you do with your dad for work? Uh, my dad owns apartment blocks, so I do like renovations. I fix stuff, whatever painting, floors, uh, windows, whatever happens, whatever breaks, uh, we fix it. Okay, gotcha. All right, Guillaume. Well, hey, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for chatting with us again. It's always uh, it's always fun to chat, and I'll see you. I'll see you at Indy in a couple of days, and um, yeah, good luck, man. Who would you like to thank, and we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'd like to give a big thank to uh, Junior Mechanic, KTM, uh, KTM Canada, Bader Bay GM, uh, Big Auto Wear, 100% Goggles, Guts Racing, Mobius Braces, uh, FCTM Clothing, Cadine Optics, a sticky graphics, Pirelli boots, um, who else? MX boots, Alien Lab CBD, Distinction Construction, MX Tech, everybody that helps me. Thanks a lot, for sure. All right, man. Well, hey, good luck, and uh, like I say, we'll see you in a few days at uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. All right, see you later. Bye-bye. See you later.